Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Joe Sanfilippo. You're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. You're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Unleash the geek in you. Welcome to GeekCast Radio. This is episode 310, folks, and I am back. I am, of course, TF Joe and Mike. And joining me for the first time in a while on this show, it's JT from Saskatoon. What? Uh, this isn't about comic books. What am I doing here? Well, this is about something else that we love. We're probably the only two that actually love it, but uh, it's been about five years since we pissed people off. Once upon a Deadpool. Kind of from Marvel movies. We are Marvel. Yeah, but you know, you're Marvel licensed by Fox. It's like if the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. Hey, that's it. I'm done. I've had it with all this Nickelback hating, right? You think that makes you cool with the cool kids in school, Fred? No, it just it, makes me right. It doesn't. They're overproduced, formulaic ear garbage. Oh, really? You know who might disagree with that? Facts. 50 million albums worldwide. 11th best-selling musical act of all time. Billboard's most successful rock group of the last decade. Six Grammy nominations, 12 Juno Awards. Those count. Six Billboard Music Awards, two American Music Awards, one People's Choice Award, Canadian, and a partridge in a pear tree. Sorry. I thought we were just having fun. I didn't realize it was a... You know, you were, um... You gotta say, you were nicer as a kid. Tired of living like a mind man. Sick of sight of a sense of feeling. This is how you remind me. This is how you remind me of what I really am. This is how you remind me of what I really am.
yeah. Finally, after five years, a canceled tour, a pandemic, which is still going on, by the way. Stay safe, everybody. We finally have new Nickelback. Everybody just ran away from their iPods and iDevices and other devices screaming at the top of their lungs. No, why are they talking about this? Because it's awesome, folks. Well, I mean, before we get into the album that we're going to be talking uh-huh. about today, I, I have to say I've noticed a kind of an ups of an uptick and an upswelling of anti anti Nickelback rhetoric in the last couple of years, where people finally are standing up and saying like. Why why do y'all hate Nickelback so much? And yeah. uh, pardon the, my voice, I'm getting over a cold here. But like people literally asking, like a friend of mine would come up, he's like, you, you still like Nickelback, right? And I was like, I never stopped loving Nickelback. And they're like, why do people hate Nickelback so much? I don't know, probably for the same reason people think Real Housewives of Insert American City Here deserves to keep going. Have they done a Toronto or a Vancouver yet? I think they might have done a Toronto. I don't know. I I watched like on one of those days where you're you know lazy Sunday afternoon, brah, mm-hmm. and you're flipping through cable and there are reality shows like that yeah. that I do enjoy watching, but I have never wanted to be um 40-year-old-plus woman with that's been mollycoddled and never heard the word no and just thinks she's better than everyone. Like, And this is just my opinion of the women on that show. Yeah. You know, I like watching stuff like Rust Belt Restorers, which is about these two brothers that run a, uh, a vehicle restoration repair shop in, I think it's in western B.C., here in Canada, stuff like that. So, if you don't like Nickelback, that's fine. That's, that's your mean, problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that sounds like a you problem. Yeah, and I hate that saying. People used to tell that to me sometimes. That's a you problem. I hate that saying, but I have to agree. And the funny thing is, with and I, I can't you of all people, but the last person in my entire friend circle that I thought on the on the male side would ever bring up Real Housewives. But it's funny because back in the day when they first started on the Bravo Network, I was watching the Real Housewives of Orange County, the very first season with Vicky and Joe and whoever the hell else was on there and Slade. Oh, God, Slade. You want to talk about a bad comic book character in real life. Slade from the original first season of Orange County. It's like that, that guy was a damn death stroke in reality TV. So I'm watching that. I'm also watching Celebrity Poker Championship or whatever else. And I enjoyed that or whatever else. But, yeah, it's like like what you like. You know what? And like I said, it's been about five years since Feed the Machine was 2017. And all that. And we are going to get rolling because that's the new album. What do you think of the album title and the cover? I 
I mean, get rolling. It's okay. Like I, I don't really have any strong opinions, yay or nay, about the title. It's a title. Uh, but I love the cover. Yeah. You know, the, uh, uh, I mean, probably inspired somewhat by the Doobie Brothers and other 70s style uh, rock albums that have come out, you know, with the, the font on the get roll and the, yeah. you know, I wanted a van, not necessarily exactly like that, but I wanted one of those big, you know, party vans that everyone seemed to have when I was a kid. I know my, uh, when I played peewee baseball, uh, Mr. Subco, who sadly passed away a few years ago, was my baseball coach. He had a van like that just in general, but he had it because, you know, this dude had a crazy passion for baseball. So he had the best vehicle to haul us around in to get to the games and shit. Yep. So I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's so cool. It's so fun. And And that's the thing, like, Chad has said in interviews, and I'll probably throw some clips in here throughout somewhere, but uh, he has said in interviews that he is always concerned about the fans, about the people who love the band, and about the people who not necessarily have expectations of what Nickelback should sound like, but they like what they like. Some people like the heavy stuff, some people like the softer stuff, some people like everything, etc., 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 and for him, it's all about pleasing the fans for the most part. Yeah. And <laughs> well, I mean, when you, cause we've spoken before about no fixed address and feed the machine. Now yep. those are largely their most experimental albums. Like, cause every Nickelback album is a little bit different. You know, I mean, they do have some standards that they stick to, you know, you get the radio anthems, you get some harder stuff, Yeah, you know, they're, they've gone all over the, musical or the rock genres with their music this i think is getting back to you know quote unquote classic nickelback uh listening to this i thought this was the best parts of all the right reasons dark horse here and now which are my three favorite albums mm-hmm. you know silver side up long road early stuff you know curve in the state those are great. Silver Side Up Along Road, that's what got me hooked. Yeah. But those three in the middle, those are my favorites. It's like when you talk about guys like uh, classic stuff like Bon Jovi or, in my case, Canadian Brian Adams. My favorite Brian Adams comes from kind of... Like, Waking Up the Neighbors is my favorite Brian Adams album of all time. And that's kind of in the middle. That was the last, quote-unquote, pure Brian Adams album before he did uh, 18 Till I Die. And then he get into the more adult, contemporary sort of sound that he has yeah. many years since. And he's still a great artist, and I've loved a lot of his stuff, but that's my favorite album. Same thing with uh, Bon Jovi. Granted, I'm a little more fan of early Bon Jovi, but you get stuff like uh, Crush, which, uh, you know, the, the album that had It's My Life. Mm-hmm. And that was a really strong album, I thought. Not as good as some of his earlier stuff, but again, that marked a shift towards, you know, the more modern sound Bon Jovi's had. This is 
a shift for Nickelback, but back to their bread and butter, their, you know, quote unquote ham sandwich, you know, the most satisfying Nickelback. Yeah, I mean, they, they're almost a, well, 2026 will be the 30th anniversary, but since Curb, but I mean, you know, they are who they are. And, you know, I found them in 99 slash 2000 with the state. And I was like, Ooh, what was this? Because as we all know, and as you and I have talked about in the past on the other three, we've done three Nickelback episodes in the entirety of the GCRN network. This will be the fourth folks. We've done the artist spotlight. We've like, like you mentioned, we did the album reviews for no fixed address and feed the machine. And this will be the, the, the next one that we do. But like, for me, when I found Nickelback, I was in the middle of hire from Creed. Like it was a, which one will win? Which one will have the longevity between Creed and Nickelback? And well, um, I mean, you, you bring up Creed. I will never not listen to uh, Hire. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you no, know, I, that, I'm, I'm not bringing them up to to shame. No, no, them. no, no, yeah. no, no. I'm just saying, like, there are certain songs, like. Creed's Higher is on my top 10 all-time favorite songs. Like, that song came into my life at just the right time in just the right way that you could have me dangling over a pit of flesh-eating piranhas with a shotgun to my head and, then, like, renounce this song. And I'll be like, just hit the switch, yep. you know. Uh, same thing with Nickelback. Like, you know, you, you speak about where... You first heard him. It was probably the summer, I think, 2000, uh, 2001. I'm hanging out with my be- one of my best friends at the time, Curtis Peterson, back home in New York. And, and he introduces me to, you know, How You Remind Me. And I was like, I dig this song. And then I see the video on, an, I think it was an Apple Flash-based website on QuickTime or something yep. like that. And I was like, who is this Jesus Christ looking mofo right here? You know, yeah. Chad with the beard and the hair and uh, looking like he'd be right up there with, you know, Alice in Chains or Soundgarden. Yeah. But there was something about this song. There's something about the band. And, you know, here we are 21 years later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they and. <sighs> They have said in every interview that I've seen for Get Rolling recently, like if somebody does bring up the the topic of why do people hate Nickelback, and even they say, we don't know, we don't understand it, we are here to have fun, we are here to have a good time. We make fun. I've heard Chad say this, that they make fun of themselves all of the, look at the funnier die video. Look at whatever other spoofs they've done over the oh, years. Yeah, no, that, that funnier die video. I'm keeping the costume. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and, and that's like, not that I never thought they weren't funny, but that's the first time it's like, Holy shit. Nickelback has a sense of humor. And then you see, uh, like their first, like I follow them on TikTok. You see their first TikTok came out, like was last year mm-hmm. where, uh, there's uh i forget the name of the band that did this uh, cover of the wellerman sea shanty but they did a nickelback version drafting off of rockstar Rockstar. yep and then you have the band dressed up there's a mike dressed as like a longshoreman and chad's dressed up as like you know mr howell from uh gilligan's island you know in that kind of 
rich man sailor suit. It's like, lovey, uncork the champagne yeah. kind of guy. And you see them, they did a confessional video, came out a couple of months ago where Chad's walking by one of those Hollywood chairs. Oh, hello. And he just has this serial killer smile on his face. Yep. You know, yeah. they have a sense of humor they've done in promoting uh, San Quentin, which I didn't even realize that music video was here. Oh, uh, yeah. They did a bunch of TikToks with this uh, TikToker named uh, Call Me Chris. Uh, she does the one with the mom and the kid, Riley. Okay. Mm-hmm. With the tiny hands, you know, they, they have fun with their music. And to go back to the Nickelback haters for a moment, People always say, well, all their stuff sounds the same, or it's all stripper anthems. I was like, and, and a lot of these people that bitch about Nickelback, I know a couple of them personally were hard, are hardcore Motley Crue fans. When did Motley Crue never make a stripper anthem? I know, right? You know, so it's it's the illogic of not liking something. And I certainly fell into the illogic of not liking something, you know, like Twilight. Yeah. You know, and my favorite meme, one of my favorite memes is screw Bella and Edward. I want to love like uh, Jack and uh, Sally from Nightmare or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like the hate, have fun. They Nickelback settled into a Nickelback sound. It's, you know, Def Leppard had their own sound. Kiss had their own sound. Motley Crue had their own sound. And they have certain standard songs that they will have a couple of times on each album. Even if they're trying something new, they'll have some that sounds like uh, Kiss will have a ballad that'll sound like Forever. Mm-hmm. Or they'll have a straight out banger anthem like Rock and Roll All Night. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the variety and it's all about the, yes, you do have your standards. And it's funny because I was trying to think of, and I didn't put anything off of Dark Horse or Here and Now, but there are tracks on there. But I I did, you know, the, the cue in, in Spotify, like, oh, I'm going to add to cue, add to cue, add to cue. So I'd have certain songs played next instead of just going through my shuffles. And I did this where I was like, okay, six tracks from Nickelback. In chronological order, Leader of Men, How You Remind Me, Someday Photograph, and Those Days. And we'll talk about Those Days in in a few moments, but, like, I put that out there because I'm like, okay, these are their hits that kind of but not really sound similar. And even the interview that I watched and got audio from Ryan even said, you know, the guy asked him, photograph in those days they kind of sound like you know the the opposite sides of the same coin of each other you know they kind of sound like you know a little bit of whatever and yeah i I don't understand the general just the uh, my first question anyone who says oh you like nickelback and i'm like yep do you no i hate them First question is, why do you hate them? if you can't answer that here let me play you whatever song it is and then let me know what you think after that. And I'm, I'm only playing them like one song. I'm not going to play them like the whole disc, you know, the whole catalog or whatever. But yeah, it's just crazy. But get rolling. I was stoked. You know, you talk about their their comedy side, their this side, their that side, and how they promote things. Oh my God. 
I'm not a TikTok. I, I can't do TikTok. I'm too old. I'm too damn old for TikTok. I just I know, and I don't like vertical video. I've spent, and I say this in every episode of every podcast I've done in the last year or so. I've spent my entire life aiming towards having a full widescreen monitor for my computer. I have a 32-inch Samsung widescreen monitor now, so I and it does not tilt, so I don't do this vertical video stuff. But they released that teaser for San Quentin, and it got did what they wanted it to do. It got people's attention. Oh my God, Nickelback is going hard. Yeah, and, and Mike has taught Mike Kro- Mike Kruger has talked about how he wants to do a hard album. Yeah. Now, as you know, talking about like, I, I love TikTok. I mean, it's, it's made for cell phones. So if you don't want to use it on your phone, Mike, that's yeah. great. I, I, I've tried on a monitor and to, you know, it doesn't bother me like vertical videos like that, whatever. But yeah, no, I remember seeing that teaser. I remember you sharing the uh, like Facebook. Soon as I saw it, I was like, dude, it would time to get back to work. <laughs> yeah. Clickety, 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 yep. clickety. And, uh, but yeah, that's the, and then, you know, I spoke about them doing TikToks with Call Me Chris. Like they have this one where Chad walks into a meeting, it's the band and Chris's character, Chad, like, Shaw, my name's Chad. Uh, and he's like, I've been, you'll never out Chad the Chad. He puts on like these razor, you know, red heart looking glasses and walks out like a boss. There's a couple other like that. You see Chris in the video. Now, yeah, San Quentin, the first track first music video uh off this album i love looking at the uh if you go on the wiki and you click on the link because i mean some songs have that expanded expanded blurb yep. Th- this song came out of chad's friendship with guy fieri because he was at his birthday party years ago according to the wiki and he ran into this young dude who's the warden of san quentin prison which is an infamously infamous prison in america yep because i'm from canada yes yes. and uh he, he talks about how he he got the you know and i've read over the years how chad is you know and some of the other bands like where he, he gets the notes he writes down a riff he puts a line of lyrics in his phone and he says we're talking to this guy he came up with can somebody please keep me the hell out of sam quentin now the uh, I love the video shot at Simon Fraser University in British Columbia up here in Canada, yep. where you basically they just put a standard calls like, "Hey, Nickelback's going to be shooting here." It's largely a quote unquote concert video. There's no yeah theme to it. It's just the band on this raised 360 degree platform, rocking out with the you know it's it's a hard song. Yeah. It's not necessarily a harder album. No, it's not a harder album, but I think so. And we talked about this five years ago, but I think Feed the Machine is a uh, leaning heavy, but it's all it also has its its Nickelback soft standards. But it was leaning heavy, and then five years go by, and there's no like I can't tell you know as much as I am a Nickelback fan. I am not listening to Nickelback songs every day of my life. They rare, like I have this and I, I talk about this playlist all the time. I have this playlist on Spotify. I've had it. I originally created it back in 2006 on iTunes when I was on, uh, on iTunes. It's called library faves. 
and it's in alphabetical order by artist. Every song that I've loved for my entire life. If, as long as I've loved the song, it's in that list. Sometimes songs go out of the list and whatever else, but... Ooh. <laughs> in technical difficulties, let's move on, shall we? This is how you remind me. So it's been five years, and I have this playlist as I kind of broke down a moment ago and faded out with the Joker coming in, technical difficulties and all that stuff, folks. So I have this playlist, and I have a number of Nickelback tracks on this playlist from their discography tracks that I love, but it Nickelback does not come up every day in my life. So when five mother-flipping years go by, and all of a sudden I hear that intro to San Quentin, and it's like, ooh, stand at attention. Follow everything. Figure it out. What's going on here? Yeah, the what? boys are back in town. Pretty much, yeah. And next year, they're going to be all over the, 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 the U.S. and the Canadas and the whatevers and all that stuff to promote the album. And You say yeah. the Canadas as if we needed more than one, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, you move on. If we move down the track list, yep. I mean, the beginning of Skinny Little Missy the the overall the the flavor of the song the sound of it is um, very similar reminiscent of she keeps me up which is something else in the last few weeks there's been you know people going back and rediscovering a bunch of like older Nickelback songs everyone's like oh my god Nickelback's awesome there's me and Mike sitting into the side you know having a cold drink we're like yeah we knew this the whole time what took you yeah, yeah. Uh, but it sounded like uh, you know, you keep me up, which is a little under no, or a little unknown from uh, the previous albums. Yeah. Uh, but it's got this great '70s baseline to it. Very much enjoyed that. Uh, those days, this is possibly the second or third song from Nickelback's catalog that is affected me the most personally because this like this afternoon now uh is i should say first of all those days this is them a little bit i think they're inspired by stuff like say stranger days because yeah yes sorry Uh, thank you stranger things because of the whole 80s nostalgia inherent in that show and it's a great show i highly recommend it catch up before season five drops next year but this song you know it's talking about you know when the street legs came on we all had to be home remember watching nightmare on elm street couldn't watch it alone this sent me screaming back in time 20 years this took me back to the days before i left yorkton moved to saskatoon I'm hanging out at my friend Curtis's apartment with I'm just going to rattle off some names here. Terry, Meg, Anita, Adrian, Donald, Johnny Garbella, Mark, Aaron, Ben, Dave. Like this was literally the ha- one of the, some of the happiest memories in my life. And every time I've heard this song since the, it came out, since the albums come out, I'm, overwhelmed with nostalgia like this is like taking me back to those days where you don't have any you have very few responsibilities and 
tomorrow was endless. Yeah, absolutely. Remember when the streetlights came on and we had to be home? Remember when Elm Street came on, couldn't watch it alone? Remember every prank call we made at Star 69? Remember trying to hit 88 to go back in time? Remember when they played Purple Rain to a first slow dance? Remember when we thought that first base was just holding hands? Those days come back in the dead of night. Those days that felt like another life. What would you be doing back in those days? And we live in a time where bands will do two things with their songs. They may have a regular video they may have just you know we're, we're going to do a music video we're going to do this we're going to do that but they also do lyric videos now now personally because they didn't really do anything with the actual video it's just them in a garage singing which is fine i like the lyric video to those days more than the actual video like look I don't always need to see Nickelback in front of, like, I want them in my ears. That's fine. I don't mind that at all. But, like, I don't always need to see them singing in their videos. I want them to do stuff. I want them to do, you know, create a, like, I talk about this all the time. It's, um, what is it? It's, uh, it's off of, is it No Fixed Address sat- Satellite? Uh, satellite and what's the other one? There are two songs that they did that, are basically a back-to-back story of each other based on what what they did with the videos. Yeah, Get Em Up and Satellite. Those are basically two sides of the same story. And, they, and they've done story videos before, but my point is, is with those days, it was like, oh, lyric video. I like what they're doing more with the lyric video than just them singing in a garage for well, the actual yeah. video. But unlike most lyric videos, uh, folks, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Every line in the song has its own font, mm-hmm. you know, has its own background. Like yep. the Elm Street line, it's oh, yeah. done to look like with the colors, it's done to look like Nightmare on Elm Street. There is remember trying to hit 88 to go back in time. They have it in the back to the future style. Yep. Uh, the thing, and it didn't really click right away for me because there is, uh, the two most notable ones is uh, where they talk about uh, right. you know, a T-shirt they stole from the mall yeah. when Guns N' Roses came out. You know, those the art there is like you know Motorhead, Guns N' Roses, uh, Def Leppard. There's a couple of shots uh, like I think it's one of the times because they repeat the lyrics. So everyone we know in those days. And everyone got to fall in love with every movie made for us is Top Gun. Yep. There's an Indiana Jones in one sequence. Yeah, it's just a better overall video, even though it's a lyric video. I don't dislike lyric videos as long as they're done well. And the lyric video for those days was done extremely well. Yeah. Now, the next song is... uh, I half expected Tommy Chong to be in a little skit to start this one uh, high time, 
which if you go and look at the cover, if they ever do an, a music lyric video, it would, I think they might've done something. It should just be the shot of that van for the album cover, just kind of uh, old school, like the animation you see in Cuphead, yep. where it's just rolling along, just booping and bopping down the road to the beat of the song because it's about them going on a road trip and getting high. Yep. Well, it's high time you and I got rolling. Somebody's going to bitch about them singing about marijuana again because, yeah, maybe once rock band that's never talked about that. Yeah, they all do. And I, I would probably be the person to bitch about it because I'm very straight edge. I have never done any drugs. I've never smoked cigarettes. I've had alcohol in the past, but I don't drink currently. I haven't drank in a long time. I, I'm just not, a, I don't like the, I'm one of those people where I just, I don't like the taste of it. I don't like the way it, whatever. But even though this is a song about, you know, getting high and going on rolling down the road. I love, you know, you're talking about a picture of whatever they're doing and whatever, but the single for for High Time, the artwork for it, Nickelback brand, perforated High Time, double wide, quality rolling papers. That's the image for the single of, of High Time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I like the song. I love, I wish every band, and I know they're never going to do this, but I wish every band would release an instrumental version of their album after releasing the album. Like like I said, that that beginning riff with San Quentin, the backbone of High Time, the backbeat, the, you know, the, the undergroove that this song has. It's like you said, it's basically like, let's just chill kind of thing. It's so cool, and I would love to have that minus the singing. Yeah. I mean, that that would be I, – I feel the same way about uh, those days. Like, I just yep. want the music track from that. Yep. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we get hit with a Vegas bomb. So they got smoking weed and drinking back-to-back. And I don't have a problem with it. It is what it is. But I forgot what the Vegas bomb was. So I went online and I did some research. And I know everyone listening to the sound of my voice already knows this. I know you know this because you used to work in a packing store. But the Vegas bomb is a cocktail made from a royal flush shot and an energy drink, usually Red Bull, like other bomb cocktails such as Saki Bomb. The drink is served as a single shot and a glass of energy drink along with it. The drinker drops the shot into the glass and drinks the whole damn thing. And obviously... They slam it back. Okay, well... You know, like a boilermaker, you drop a shot of whiskey into beer. But yeah, no, this is the hardest song on the album, I would say. Yeah. But it's also got that kind of party, you know... I, I I remember that if this song had come out like back in the day, like I said earlier with uh, those days and with the gang back in the day, this would have been somebody's anthem for drinking at the bar back in the day. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you, you think of the title Vegas Bomb. I, I, I like how they have the video, like they have the quote unquote lyric videos or whatever on YouTube, you know, like the visualizer videos mm-hmm. where it's the title of the song with like the, you know, get rolling background with like the, the weird rainbow with the palm trees in the sky and all that. And if they ever make a video of this, I really hope it's like, uh, what's the one track that Chad, uh, the, uh, the band Chad discovered a few years ago that I think they've kind of gone in an indefinite hiatus. My darkest days have the song porn star dancing. Okay. And it's all the band playing in a port or like in a strip bar. Chad's there. Zach Wilde's got a track, a riff on the track. Luda shows up rapping for a verse. And if they ever make a video for Vegas Bomb, I hope it's like that video. Yeah. That would be entirely appropriate for the song. Yeah, absolutely. So we go from what is most likely arguably the hardest song on on the album to what is probably the most low key song. And I think it's the sleeper hit. I think it should be the breakout hit. I think it's the next someday how you remind me, etc. But tidal wave. Oh my God. I love this song. Yeah, this one's got a very ballad. Like, it's not when I say ballad, my brain still thinks of stuff like, you know, I would do anything for love or Mm -hmm. kisses forever. Like, very 80s, like that style of rock ballad. Yeah. But this has that quality as well. And I agree with you. This, this, I think, is going to be the sleeper hit. This is like, uh, if today was your last day. Yeah, you know, very, it's got yeah. that kind of quality where there is more here. Like it just, it's like an onion. You unpack a little bit more every time you listen to the song. You you peel off another layer. And yep, I, I know it sounds like we are just absolutely just wor- worshiping these guys sometimes, folks. But and it's and- gonna get a little rough because yeah, we're, we're, we may be doing that, but. 
The I back half of the album isn't <sighs> isn't it's not that it's bad, but it doesn't and maybe over time my opinion will change. But mm-hmm. I think the back half of the album, as we're getting into it here, isn't necessarily as strong as the first. But I only say that because the first half of the album, this is all going to be the radio hits. This is going to be the YouTube hits. This is going to yeah. be the songs that everyone's going to be talking about yeah. as we go forward. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I will say there are. I don't, so if Tidal Wave at track six is and I wish they would have put 12. Tra- I know I you know what? I don't I need to know. I need to know if there's an interview out there where somebody and hopefully one of these days we can ask them. Somebody asks Chad, Ryan, Mike, Daniel, whomever from the band, why is it always 11 tracks? No one ever asks them that. I don't think it's like somebody may have asked them that years ago and they may have said some answer, but I still want to know, like, why are you ending on an odd number? Maybe it's because of old cassette whatevers, because that's kind of how cassettes used to be and whatever else. But so let's just say Tidal Wave is the half point. It's the first half of the album on the back half. And we're going to go through all these, but I'm reading these off just to say what I'm going to say. Does even, Heaven Even Know You're Missing, Steel Steel Rusts, Horizon, Standing in the Dark, and Just One More. Out of these tracks, I only like three of them. Yeah, and I'm just looking here, uh, when you're talking about the track, number of tracks. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They've kind of stuck to 10 or 11 like oh, Silver yeah. Side Up had 10. That might just be, it's like, because uh, Mike and I are both fans of Ninja Turtles and I think to some extent Power Rangers more so oh, on yeah. my part. And oh, I'm a huge at, Power Rangers fan. Yeah, but when you look at how the shows have been done, uh, specifically Power Rangers on Nickelodeon and just a lot of Nickelodeon shows in general, they're, they're locked into a 20-episode season. Right. And it used to be that even sitcoms like a majority of the kids sitcom shows that Nickelodeon has put out in its long history, they've usually stuck to like 22 episodes, like traditional TV. And within the last five years, they've gone to just a standard 20 episode season. I think that's just production costs. Everything. This is before, you know, COVID and all that. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not a huge deal breaker for me. I, I mean, it's weird, but, who no, knows? It, yeah, it's not a deal breaker for me either. I, it's not. I'm just wondering what, like, if you're going to have a 
halfway point of an album. Like if you're going to do it like a cassette, side A, side B. And normally cassettes usually had six and five. So I guess technically they are homaging cassettes subconsciously or unconsciously. But half to me does not end with an odd number. It ends with an even number. Yeah. No, I mean, you look at um, on the wiki, there's probably going to be like three different versions of this album because you have the the standard get rolling you have the deluxe edition with uh four different uh, acoustic tracks and then there'll be a japanese uh special edition that'll have 16 total because uh high time does heaven even know you're missing just one more horizon steel still rusts are all acoustic tracks and I'll have to track down YouTube. I'd be interested in finding out. And actually just kind of got playing in the background on my computer just so, you know, you won't hear it, Mike, listeners yeah, won't hear it, but okay. I got the album playing uh, as we record. Yeah. Uh, does, you know, the next track after uh, Tidal Wave, does heaven even know you're missing? This is the I'd come for you. Yeah. Like, which is one of my favorite tracks off of Dark Horse. This is... As much as uh, you know, we were just talking about uh, Tidal Wave, this, I think, is going to end up being the ballad of this album. You know, say what I what you will or who your favorite song. I think when Chad sings when he's doing tracks like this, mm-hmm. this is my favorite Chad Kroger. You know, you've got Chad Kroger doing Hero, you got Chad Kroger doing San Quentin, you know, those days. And especially in and it's like that in those days, this softer, more melodic singing that he does on tracks like this. Yeah, this is I would say is in the running to end up being like number one, probably number two favorite song off this. And I'm, you know, I I knew there was a deluxe edition, but I just kind of glanced at that. I didn't really look at it to see. And I'm looking at it now and I'm like, how can you do an acoustic version of does heaven even know you're missing because it feels like it's all, it's not a the, the, the original song at track number seven is not acoustic, but it, it, ha, it doesn't have lightly. You compare that to steel, steel rusts or San Quentin or Vegas bomb. Does heaven even know you're missing is basically the sort of like how you remind me of this or something similar to that. Maybe someday. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's very stripped down yeah. already on the album. Yeah, and so how can you do an acoustic version well, of I it? Well, I mean, most time acoustic versions are 
no electric instruments. So you like you'll yeah. hear, you know, like just the standard guitar. And it's it's almost it's not almost it's similar to an acapella version of a song in that, it, you know, it's stripped down. It's very natural. You know, they're not singing to the rafters. You know, it's more intimate like that. And like I said, I definitely want to check those tracks out. Steel Still Rust, it's, it's, and as I got it playing in the background here, um, it has a slightly harder edge to it. There's a little more, you know, emphasis in the music. You know, it's a little bit harder, but it's still very ballad-esque. It's, again, it's not that it's a bad song. It's just, you know, maybe I've only listened to the album about two or three times since I got it. Yeah. As I'm playing it here. So, you know, it, I think this is another one. Like I said, most of the back half of the album, I do believe, will improve in time. But this is, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember what the track was. Uh, what's the one out video where it's the dad looking after his kid after the mom dies? Oh, you're talking about Travis, uh, Travis Tritt's, um, oh, what no, is No, no, it's, uh, it's the Nickelback song. I'm just oh, to... oh, Lullaby. That's it. it. It has that kind of quality for me as yeah. well. And I love, like I said, there are only three tracks out of the last half that I absolutely love. And Steel Still Rusts is one of the ones that I love. I think it's really good. I think it's really cool. I almost want to make a... So, really quickly, I don't know why this happened and they have not fixed it yet. Every music service, every music service except one, has the correct versions of two of the songs that have curse words in them. Except Spotify. Yeah, well, Spotify. Spotify can go die in a ditch for all. All right, all right, all right, Mr. I'm, I'm just saying I I refuse to pay <laughs> the monthly thing. And, and this is just me, folks. If you enjoy uh-huh. using Spotify, I've got a lot of friends that use Spotify. They pay for the monthly. I refuse to pay that much money just to play a track that I want to listen to. Because there have been so many times that I've gone to use Spotify that like I've removed it from my PC. I've removed it from my phone that yeah. I've gone to play one track and I click play on that track. There's a little triangle next to that track. So and it plays, yeah. it, it, it plays some other song by some other artist yeah. way down the, the, the pre-mixed list. So yeah. Spotify, y'all can suck it. All right. Well, that being said, I still like it as my preferred UI, but yeah. they have so they have the singles of High Time and uh, San Quentin. Mm-hmm. In the single for San Quentin, he says, "Will somebody get me the hell out of San Quentin?" <gasps> he referenced the devil. And in the album version on Spotify, and to my knowledge, as of this recording, they still have not fixed it. It says, will somebody please get me the out of San Quentin? Like, it just, oh, just skips. Blanks. It, yeah, it just blanks it out. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, you done screw. Because I've listened to the track on every other. Like, I've had friends say to me, I've, I've asked people that use Apple Music or use Google Play Music or use Tidal or whatever the hell. 
Yeah. And I'm like, is this the same on on those services? Like, no, he says hell on a. I'm like, oh, okay. So all as I did was I created a playlist. I took the single version, which has the word said in it, and I just, you know, used that instead of the, the, the album version. It's the same goddamn song, except hell is not in one of them because Spotify is dumb with that. So that being said... I yeah, Steel Steel Rusts is very much like Lullaby. I was listening to or watching one of the interviews, and they asked Ryan about this song, and and I don't know why Chad wasn't there because Chad was the main writer on Steel Steel Rust, but Ryan said you know he basically was thinking of like Superman and that kind of thing and whatever, and eventually metal and whatever will rust. And, you know, you can't always be a superhero. You, you know, it, the song is about vulnerability, essentially. that because it's hidden be the vulnerability if you listen to steel still rust folks you'll hear the vulnerability but it's kind of hidden behind this beat and this note and may again give me an instrumental version of this album nickelback because damn what they did with the instrumentals on this was just great mike was just possessed by satan (laughs) is the devil (laughs) devil you know You know, and, you know, we look looking at the track here, you know, we got a horizon, which eh, the I again, it's I, I, I am I've only been awake for three hours at this point. We're recording, folks. So the, the diesel engine hasn't quite warmed up yet. I it's 
okay. It's not yeah. meh. It's okay. Yeah. It's got that very ballad, and we keep laying it. I I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta read more words and get more words to tell <laughs> words. Uh, it's okay. Uh, but the next song, uh, "Standing in the Dark," yeah, it's got this energy this very positive energy to the song yeah is going to go on my get pumped list which isn't like an exercise track list this is just a list of songs i listen to when i'm in a mood which has so, happened so, a lot the last couple of years yep and i have a, a similar song list for the, like that what i've called it and i've had this since i think i don't remember when i created it but i've had it for a couple of years now i call it and i i blame you'll love this I think you remember Ben Affleck and paycheck. Yeah. Remember at the end of the movie when the watch flashes, go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. I have my playlist called the go, go, go playlist. And it is nothing but heavy tracks, energizing tracks, tracks that are going to make you get up and go and get stuff done. Yeah, see, when you said it was go, 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 I thought it was going to be nothing but the Inspector Gadget (laughs) theme song on repeat. (laughs) No, no, no. No go, go, Gadget. That actually is too soft compared to some of the stuff that's on this playlist. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. but when you think about it, also one of the cartoon theme songs from our use that slaps the most. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, I'm going to have to look up, because I haven't looked into what, you know what they're trying to say with a lot of the songs mm-hmm. i mean standing in the dark is great and then we get into the final song on the standard north american release because yep. i'm not going to pay the money to import the japanese version no. and it's not worth it like it like i said just Un- unless you really really want it and it becomes available at a decent price or yeah. even the regular deluxe edition tracks you know yeah. like where we end up with another odd number and Mike will sit there and fume and fret. Everything must well, be even. Well, at least it's 16 tracks with the Japanese bonus track. But it's one of those things where those bonus tracks aren't any, like... They're acoustic tracks, and if you enjoy that, that's great. It's it's not yeah, like a if, 
But it's not like you're missing out on something. It's not like yeah. they've put something behind an exclusive yeah. where it's some bands will do that. Well, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, if you want this, you have to get it on iTunes or you have to do this or you have to do that or you have to illegally go check out LimeWire or whatever. Wow. When's the last time you heard LimeWire, folks? Hey, man. 2003 was a rough friggin' year. As soon as I heard Learn the Hard Way in Daredevil, I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I mean, you're talking about this now. I grew up loving Kiss. Like, it, I, Kiss is the greatest band in the world. You know, I think they, maybe not the last few years, but they, they've definitely lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the last, I've gotten like their last three albums, mm-hmm. which are. Psycho Circus in 98, Sonic Boom in 2009, Monster in 2012. Uh, Sonic Boom came out as a double disc, or it was a a triple disc, because you have the Sonic Boom album, you have a Greatest Hits package, and then there's a Live from Buenos Aires disc. So I'm sure they'll come out with the expanded Get Rolling with the acoustics, and I might pick that up. Because yeah. right now I just have the digital version. I don't have the physical copy. Yeah. Just one more, which is the final track. don't know how to describe it using words that I haven't already used to describe like how I felt about Steel Still Rusts or Tidal yeah. Wave. It's it not like the, the sound like he's speaking about like just one more and like doing it one more time mm-hmm. and not in the standard like like action movie sort of aspect like it's just more so about getting through the, at least to me, it sounds like, you know, singing about getting through the day, getting through whatever's got you down, whatever's draining you. Right. You know, I was saying just, so it just has that positivity to it. But what were you going to say, Mike? Uh, it has a positivity to it, but it also, I'm looking at the lyrics and again, I've, You've only recently been living, I mean, we've been living with this album since November 18th, but I've, like, breathed, no pun intended, this album since it came out. I have been listening to, like, this is what I'm talking about, what I mentioned earlier. Nickelback normally isn't in my everyday, but when a new Nickelback album comes out for about a month and a half to three months, I am all about that album, figuring out what they're doing and what songs on the new album that I love. And I'm also watching, at least at the time of the recording, every interview I can get my hands on to see what they say about the tracks. Mm -hmm. So I know from the horse's mouth what it's about without having to win. Look, everyone's going to infer things from the songs. My point in saying all this is to say that they asked Chad about just one more. I think it was some guy. I forget. I'll probably embed the video, but it was like some guy going through – uh, it was it was that Ryan uh, interview I talked about where they went through every track on the album. It was Ryan and some radio host or something or other. And when they got to Just One More, he was asking about it. And Ryan said something about how it was a personal thing where somebody was 
pregnant, but they lost the baby or something like that. One of Chad's friends, or it's based on a personal story, just like Lullaby is, just like everything else mm-hmm. sometimes is that they've done. But yeah, I mean, just looking at the at the lyrics to this, like obviously it starts off with "Tell me, Lord, where my little, where did my little angel go? Because I'm down here alone. If you've got room for just one more, just one more." And then the first, you know. All the stars are burning out on me. There's a hotel in the clouds. The sign says no vacancy from the top, from the top of my lungs. I start to scream from the bottom of my heart. Why aren't you still here with me? Oh, you know. So my thinking is it's loss. It's not. This is not a happy. It's not a happy song. It kind of sounds like it could be the way the beat is and the way Chad's voice is. But what he's singing about is basically, you know, loss. life life changing loss and life changing heartache and heartbreak. And when I first saw the track list, I was like, oh, just one more. So they're gonna like it, it's that thing where, and I know you'll you and everyone else will get this. How uh, nostalgia critic used to say, oh, we're gonna do the top eleven because we want to go just you know you know be whatever whatever. Is I like it. to go beyond. Yeah. yeah. So. My thinking was, oh, they're going to give us like this ending party song off this album. And then I listened to it. I'm like, oh, no, this is not. (laughs) And it's so weird when you listen to an album cover to cover and you have it on repeat. And the last song goes into the it's so weird hearing the final moments of just one more going into that opening riff of San Quentin. It's so jarring. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. But I, again, this is, these are guys, these are people, this is a band that puts that thing, that, you know, you know to, to, to steal Steve's line, you know, one, just one more thing in here. They're not just about the skinny little missies or the uh, uh, sex, S-E-X, or uh, figured you out or they're not just a, they are about that but they are also about like like we've already talked about those days and tidal wave with those days it's a nostalgia trip with tidal wave it's a love song with steel still rusts it's talking about you know vulnerability like nickelback isn't just what people think they are they are more yeah than and to bring it all the way back to what we were talking about at the start of this show, folks, about the hate is something like I remember a few years ago was working at a different place than I am now. And everyone's like giving me the business about liking Nickelback. And mm-hmm. I would ask them, why don't you like Nickelback? You know, and very rarely I would get an answer other than they suck. And the answer that I would usually get is, well, all their songs sound the same. And I was like, even if I wasn't a Nickelback's a fan, I would hear that answer is like, are you, pardon my French, but are you fucking mental? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like every song is different. Now they have a 
some songs sound the same as we've even talked on this album mm-hmm. in and amongst themselves and also compared to the catalog. But not every song is the same. They have a sound. They do a f- one or two stripper anthems on every album, which I'm not against personally. Yeah. And which isn't to say that it's going to only be played in the strip club, folks. It's just it's got that very factory made dad rock or what we would associate with 80s, you know, rock quality it's just yeah. you know again you don't like nickelback you don't like nickelback and we'll we'll have that conversation i wouldn't go as far as mike would and like whip out an mp3 player it's like okay i'm gonna learn you right now you're gonna listen you're well gonna okay but no no it's not that it's i'm not teasing a, i'm teasing yeah it's it's more about the like i said earlier about the Somebody telling me I hate, you know, that they hate Nickelback, and I'll be like, okay, have you ever listened to them? No, but I just hate them. And I'm like, okay, well, let me whip out whatever one song it's going to be. Like, right now, I want to, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to take the lyrics to Tidal Wave. I'm going to post them on Facebook. I'm not going to tell people who sings the song. But I'm just going to say, here are the lyrics to this new awesome song that I've been listening to. Who do you think made this song? If you know, you know. But if you don't, who do you think this is a song from? Which band do you think it's from? Because seriously, Tidal Wave is so... It is Nickelback, but it isn't Nickelback because of how the lyrics are, because of how the instrumentals are on it. It's not your standard. There are no Nickelback. Yeah, okay. Yeah, technically there are Nickelback standards, like we've already said, how you remind me and blah, 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 and all that. But, like, this is not something I – like, when Vegas Bomb hit, I was like, okay, yep, Vegas Bomb, got it. Absolutely. It's just like Burn It to the – it's not just like, but it's similar to Burn It to the Ground. Hell, they – is it Vegas Bomb that does it? Yeah, Vegas Bomb, one of these songs, I think it's Vegas Bomb, on this album references Burn It to the Ground, where they say something like, we're just going to, you know, burn it to the ground kind of thing. Like, they reference their own damn song from years ago. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those things where, you know, you go from that to Tidal Wave, and you're thinking, what band is this? Who is singing? It's kind of like how I, I don't like this, but... When you mentioned earlier about uh, well, well, you mentioned Hero, and it made me think of the other one that Chad did, which was why why don't you and I, with uh, with Santana, and there was another no wait it's Hero isn't it? Which was the song that they got the idiot from the calling to it was it all right folks tfg and mike here and i meant to say why don't you and i not hero so i cut that section out of the podcast and i am correcting myself it was why don't you and i featuring santana with chad kroger from nickelback and then they got an alternate version done up with alex band from the calling now, back to the rest. Doing it. And I'm like, wait, what? And the whole point of me saying all of this is to say that Tidal Wave, it is, and it more so isn't a Nickelback song. It, it's going to be that song that people gravitate towards, I hope, 
because they don't think of it as the normal nickelback that we always get the nickelback that's in the in the, in the limelight the nickelback that's in the spotlight all the time mm-hmm. all right anything else we want to say about get rolling uh if you like nickelback buy this album now absolutely all right zero to five scale what would you give it i give it an 11 <laughs> no it, it's a solid five it's like I said, it's a. I think it's going to be one of their best albums, or at least. I, I, I don't know that that's wrong. It's not that it won't be a great. It's going to be one of my favorite albums, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you enjoy Nickelback, like I said, buy it. You know, listen to it on Spotify, YouTube, whatever service you plan on using, and just enjoy it folks this is a lazy sunday afternoon kind of video a uh, kind of album to listen to mm-hmm. you know put it on the background as you're cleaning up around the house doing something or just sitting back and enjoying a cup of coffee like go hard yep absolutely and i am so gonna make another playlist for this album because i am probably going to take out does heaven even know you're missing and horizon just to see what it would sound like to go from Vegas bomb tidal wave steel still rust standing in the dark and then just one more. Yeah. I think that's gonna be cool. It doesn't matter what we do as long as I can be with you. So come and run away with me. got going on sir well i've been off the mic for a while between uh, comic connoisseurs with uh ben and uh sunday funnies over on twig with uh mike ashkey no longer dodd so i've been doing that you can catch me on the socials uh, jt from saskatoon all one word and uh if i get off my ass i might finally start my own movie review podcast next year just pick a random movie, get somebody to watch it, and then we'll sit down and talk. And like some of my favorite movie review podcasts, like Junk Food Cinema and Cult 45, I've wanted to do that for a while now. And I think finally, at my advanced age of 42 years, it's time to get shit or get off the pot. So we'll see what happens next year. You only have one year to be the answer to everything. You know that, right? Oh, I've always been the answer to everything, Mike. You just don't know. <coughs> Uh, ow, my my heart. Oh, uh, what? No. All right, folks. Like he said, check out Nickelback. Get rolling. Get rolling onto this album. I feel like I said before where I like the album. I really do. For me, though, I'm probably going to give it a four out of five only because... I like Does Heaven Even Know You're Missing, but it just doesn't... F- that song, man, it, it's, it's a great song, but they've said that that was a song that they, like Chad has been holding on to for 15 years. 
maybe you should have found a different album for it. I don't think it works with where it is on this album. And then Horizon is just not my jam. So I am going to work on that playlist. And for GeekCast Radio, this is not going to be the last episode of 2022. This is going to be the second to last episode, most likely, I think. And yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year going into 2023. Like I said, we'll probably do something else for this by the end. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue. No clue if I can talk. You can get us on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network. I am at TFG1Mike. You can also check out us uh, check us out on Facebook and all the other podcast platforms and everything else. Unleash the geek in you, and we will catch you next time. 